0: Let me just start off by congratulating somebody doing the work. I want to congratulate Brian and Amanda. Congratulations for doing the work. Your card will be going out in the mail today. Again, Brian, Amanda, congratulations. So let's get into the daily financial news. We will start at the bottom and work our way up. First thing to talk about is China. And Instead of talking about China in a recession or depression, I want to talk about the Chinese consumers. I want to talk about the Chinese consumers because I want you to see what might happen to the European consumers, to the North American consumers, and frankly, the world consumers. If you've been watching my channel for the last year or so, you know we have talked about a lot of China events starting with Evergrande. Talking about consumers not buying Starbucks and Nikes. We talked about bank runs. We talked about really loss of confidence by the Chinese consumers. The greatest example, I believe, of a loss of confidence by consumers is lack of spending. When you are scared or nervous or afraid, you conserve, it is a natural thing. So something we've talked about on this channel the last two or three weeks is something that they call Golden Week. Think about Golden Week in China like Christmas times Amazon Prime Day times Mother's Day times, I don't know, Flag Day, whatever. It is a big, big deal. Golden Week in China is where consumers... Spend like they are drunk. Unfortunately, in the latest sign that consumers are afraid, discouraged, scared, nervous, whatever you want to call it, Golden Week spending in China was down 26%. Let that just sit there for a second. I want to ask you, yes, you right there. If our holiday spending, or if the Amazon Prime Day, which I think started today, was down 26%, what do you think that would mean? Well, I would tell you we are in a recession. I would tell you it's a nasty recession. So this is where we find us in China. Their leadership has made highly unusual decisions it's on them but wow they shot themselves in the foot reloaded the gun shot it again and you can see the result so why is this important for you and i first and foremost china is the second largest economy on the planet if their consumers are pulling back to the tune of 26 percent that will be a problem second I believe what we are currently going through in Europe this winter could be the same effect. We have businesses, consumers, that their energy or heating bills are potentially going up 4, 5, 6, 8, 10x. We are going to see conservation in Europe. Well, what about the biggest economy on the planet, the United States? I think there's a lot of negative headlines. You have seen some scary, scary things. We are talking about them on this channel. Most people, most people that don't watch this channel will be looking at the tree of fear and not realizing the opportunity behind it. Most people, and this is why I have studied the consumer for 30 years, the consumer is predictable. I believe the U.S. consumer is going to get increasingly nervous starting Q1 yes the the end of the year holiday shopping the last little sprint but i do not have a very good thought about q1 once unemployment goes up from three five to four four one wherever we are in january just watch the consumer i think the chinese golden week numbers should be frightening frightening next imf imf has never missed an opportunity to try to scare everybody IMF is one of these worldwide organizations that seemingly just want to scare people. Well, they have keyed on Jamie Dimon's scary 20% drop. The IMF says, yes, U.S. stocks could fall another 20% easily. To which I say, no kidding. Thanks. Thanks for the enlightening information. It is absolutely possible. Now what? I don't understand. Let's talk about the gig economy. One of the things that I've called early on this channel that we may see play out over the next three, four, five years is we will have wage inflation like the 1970s. wage I'm talking real wage inflation, not nominal. We are going to see the employee get what they deserve. So we will see increasing things, unions and the like, get what is theirs. Something happened yesterday in the gig economy, Lyft, Uber, whatever. All of these, all of these companies that treat drivers like contractors, not like employees. This is important. It appears that the uh, Department of Labor—do I have that right? Let me get it. Yeah, the La- Department of Labor has come out with some rulings that could significantly hurt these gig companies, as they may be forced to qualify as employees, not contractors. Why is this important to you and me? Well, I ask you quite simply. If Uber, DoorDash, Lyft have to convert these contractors to employees and thus need to have the additional costs that come with being an employee versus a contractor, what do you think happens to price? I'm not saying it's good or bad. I want labor. I want the employee to get what they reserve. I want them to be employees, not contractors. I'm just reminding you, there is a downside. Or not it's not really a downside. It is if A happens, B happens. They are connected. They are not an opinion, it is a fact. If DoorDash, if Uber, if Lyft have to convert contractors to employees, your food delivery, your driver, whatever it is, will be more expensive, full stop. It is coming. It's part of this process. Employees are going to make more money. This is going to be a decade, at least five years, where labor gets theirs, just like the 1970s nashville so i read an interesting article about nashville yesterday really under the guise of builders there's a lot of talk about hey builders are going to do this builders are going to do that blah 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 i just want to remind you that builders are much more prepared they are not essentially land banks like they were last time they have options so in nashville lennar lennar one of the national home builders has decided to step away from 10,000 lots. They had 10,000 lots in Nashville that they had planned to roll out over the next couple of years. They have let the options expire. They have backed away. Builders are going to stop building, right? This whole 10 month of inventory, all of that, it's going to be wiped away because a lot of that is land banked, and you're going to see months in supply just roll off. That this article about Nashville, it could be really any city. uh, Home builders are canceling lots, they are slowing down. It would not shock me if layoffs are coming. Stock inflows, man, by the dip fans, you are rocking and rolling. Last week, last week, according to Bank of America, stock inflows. Were $6.1 billion. Now, in context, you and I have no idea what $6.1 billion is in a week. It is the third highest week. Third highest week since 2008. I think that is awesome, right? If you want to buy companies on sale and buy the dip and all of that, it is awesome, I will say. When you have the third largest week of inflows, that does not feel like capitulation. Something that I am waiting for is capitulation. That's where people give up and they say they are never coming back to stocks. I still think it is impressive. Last week, after, what, four or five weeks of being down, y'all stepped up and put $6.1 billion to work. That's nice. Again, opportunity lives behind fears. Companies are cheaper. If you have a shopping list and you're a stock person, congratulations. I hope you got a great company. Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio. I like Ray Dalio, although he's he's been he's been a hell of a he's been really negative lately. He's been pretty negative. Ray Dalio has now saying a perfect storm is coming. Real pain is coming. To which I say, we agree. But remember, I think there was a quote that I used in my bigger pockets presentation. Where there is pain, there is opportunity. Where there is great pain, there is great opportunity. And if we are going to go through the greatest pain, there should also be the greatest opportunity. I am excited. Get a, get back up from the tree of fear. Realize there is a forest of opportunity hiding behind the tree of fear. I just came up with that. What do you think? Tree of fear, forest of opportunity. Does that resonate? Let me know in the comments below. It just came to me. Let me know what you think. So one of the things I want to talk about with this Ray Dalio quote, it is something that I try to teach, mentor, and ask. Basically, hey, learn average so you can go buy great, right? Remember that whole talk track? I believe there is a lot of investors that watch this channel that are getting ready, which is awesome. I don't want you to gamble. I don't want you to rush. I want you to do great deals. So I'd ask you, are you doing the work daily? Do you have a buy box? Are you a part of a community like one rental at a time? where you are surrounded by thousands of other people doing the work. Get away from the negative people. Block the scary channels. We don't need help being scared. The IMF, Jamie Dimon, Ray Dalio, all of these billionaires will be on the news scaring you. Get away from the tree of fear. Look at the forest of opportunity. I like that. That feels okay to me. Let me know what you think banks remember something we've been talking on this channel for years there is a housing market and there is a lending market i have been warning you that lenders eventually get scared we are there did you know that interest rates are now averaging 6.81 for the best credit best owner most of us are in the sevens investors are in the eights one might think that given those rates banks are excited to lend i pay you your savings of half a percent or whatever i can lend it eight percent well here is the deal folks banks where is it banks are afraid that we are headed to a weaker economy and they are not lending credit availability credit availability is at a nine year low and going lower this is what i talk this this is happening as expected watch this you may find a great deal and only have one banking relationship something i tell you in the orat rules right get network please get additional lenders in your network whether they're banks credit unions or non-qm lenders i bring you two Non QM lenders every week. Convoy on Thursday, Velocity on Friday. I bring Matt, the mortgage guy for FHA, VA, traditional lending on Wednesdays. Get more than one. Banks are getting scared. Credit availability is down. Be careful. Well, CPI. We got, let's do PPI first. First, PPI came in height, producer price index. It came out higher than expected this morning. Uh, Estimate was for 8.4. 8.4, 8 four last month was 85, so the expectation was down. They were wrong again. Uh, PPI came in at 8.7. Why should you care about PPI? Quite simply, producer price index is kind of a leading indicator for CPI, right? Think about PPI being the wholesaler and CPI being you and I, the retail consumer. If the wholesaler has to pay more, it is very likely the retailer will as well. That's how you can look at PPI, simply speaking. So PPI was hot, hotter than expected. Tomorrow CPI, CPI tomorrow has me nervous, has me nervous. And again, it's not so much headline. Headline tomorrow is expected to be 8.1, it was 8.3. Our government has been doing everything they can to get gas prices down. That has an impact on headline inflation and headline inflation only. They very well may get their 8-1. They may get their 8. Who knows? The issue is not headline. In fact, headline only becomes a problem next month and the month after when we have to refill the reserve when winter is here, when Europe is struggling, then headline will become important. When the external forces are throwing supply on the market, it's disruptive, it's almost unimportant. What is important is core. We brought you this last month and it is truer today, but this is why I am scared. Last month, core did three. Expectations were six one. This month, this month, they are expecting core to go up. If core goes up even to expectations, not good. And if, if core once again exceeds uh expectations, it is going to be really, really bad. I honestly don't know what to guess. Part of me, actually, you know what? Let's write it down. What is your guess for core inflation? Let's just have a guess. It's probably somewhere between, let's just say 6 and 7%. Take your guess. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write down. I'm going to guess 64 Why not? I just wrote it down over there so I will remember tomorrow morning. I'm going to guess 6.4. Let me know what you think. Answer below. That's that's that is all the marbles tomorrow. Tomorrow P, uh CP or P, CPI, CPI. Uh, a couple other things. Bank of England's out talking about hey pension funds you have to Friday to clean up your book. That should be interesting. Yeah, nope. Nothing to see here. That could be a problem. Fedmester is talking about no progress on inflation. We're going higher. That's a problem. Uh, what else do we have? That's enough. The last thing to talk about, again, my event on November 12th, 200 people sold out, sold out, sold out. I am a part of event on November 19th that will include Pace and Jamil. We are already 50% sold out. 50% sold out. For everyone that missed the 12th, I apologize. Next time, we'll get a bigger room. But the 19th, 50% sold out already. Again, remember, it is reicollaboration.com. Tickets are $27 bucks all day Saturday. Come see myself, other amazing Fresno investors, some surprise guests. It's going to be fun. I will see you there. Again, 50% sold out. Might be Might be sold out today. Might be sold out tomorrow. So if you're watching this, go get your tickets. If you miss it, sorry, my bad. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Wednesday, October 12th. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.